Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope this episode adds value to your journey. It's hard to believe, but I have been on the road for two weeks now. As of today, it's been two weeks since I've been home from Thanksgiving, had a business trip, and then flew from the business trip to host a banquet, and then back out to a business trip. It has been, it's been something. And uh, so it's always, it's always fun to record these episodes on the road. It's always a different experience. But something happened the other day on the road that really inspired this particular episode. I was, I was talking to a friend, and the friend had, it was wanting to talk about some of these financial topics. And during the conversation, he made a comment that was kind of shocking to me. And he said this. He said, hey, Travis, it's surprising that you're such a big advocate for the stock market when it's doing so poorly. Now, he clearly knows that I talk about the stock market a lot. I really like engaging in this conversation about investing, looking at it through a different lens. But he was critical of me. He's critical of this idea that investing in the stock market is good. After all, it's doing so bad right now. And I asked him to explain. I didn't quite understand where he was coming from. And he shared that, you know, the stock market, it's gotten beat up a lot and it's only getting worse. And he's drawing into question the practicality or the feasibility of investing in the stock market and stressed the notion that it feels pretty risky. And thus, he's, he's surprised that we advocate for it so much. Now, first, it is true the stock market fell by about 20% in 2022, which I definitely think you could consider or classify that as getting beat up. For sure, going down 20%, losing a fifth of its value, yeah, that feels, that feels pretty bad. And like a lot of things in our culture... That was, a, that was a half truth, maybe even a quarter truth. So I wanted to highlight a couple counterpoints to add perspective, to add context, because context matters. Context always matters. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rattle off a couple of facts to just kind of shift our perspective a bit. In the first 11 months of 2023, the stock market, as of the day I'm recording this, is up about 19%, not including dividends. So, yes, the stock market got beat up pretty bad last year, but it's now up 20%, almost 20% this year, year to date. Over the past five years, which, by the way, includes the 20% decline last year and the 32% tanking that happened in early 2020 when COVID hit. So over the last five years, the stock market has gone up by 11% per year. 11% per year as of today. This is interesting, but the stock market 
only needs to go up 4.3% from today's value to hit an all-time 153-year high. So in this, in this guy's mind, the stock market is, is getting crushed. But yet, we're a handful of really good days away from an all-time high again. If it goes up 4.3% from where it is right now, we will be back to an all-time high. Speaking of 153 years, over 153 years, the market has gone up by just over 9% per year. And that includes the the reinvestment of dividends. 153 years, a little bit over 9% a year. Over the last 40 years, the stock market has gone up 11% per year. Context matters. Context means everything. One more stat. I've shared a version of this in the past, but I I re-ran the numbers because it it continues to astound people. I share it a lot in my day-to-day life when this topic comes up, and and it, it seems to really move the needle with people. If you were to look at all the 30-year periods in the history of the stock market, the worst 30-year stretch that you could find ever, the worst 30-year stretch, you would have more than quadrupled your money. You would have ended up with 4.4 times as much money as you started. That's the worst, the worst 30-year period in the history of the stock market. How does that feel risky? And considering that retirement accounts, you can't even technically touch them until you're about 60 years old, 59 and a half. If you're under the age of 30, you're not even able to touch your investments for 30 plus years. You can't even begin to touch them for 30 plus years. So let's just say you're 30 years old today. You can't even touch your investments for another 30 years. Statistically speaking, the worst that could happen to you in the next 30 years, statistically speaking, is more than quadruple your money. That doesn't feel that scary. But I think it draws a a broader point. My friend that I was talking to, he's he's not dumb. He's actually a brilliant, brilliant person. This is an accomplished guy. He has done a lot in his career. And he knows a lot of a lot about a lot of things. But yet here he is with a narrative in his head that the stock market sucks. This is the cultural narrative in our society. The media drives a lot of this. The media doesn't talk about day in, day out, the stock market going up. Boy, but they're sure quick to show when it goes down. They're sure quick to show on the days that suck. 
So when the media only portrays the down, never portrays the up, it almost feels like it's always down. That's the lie. And this investing stuff is one version of this, but there's a lot of cultural narratives that are pervasive. They're misleading at best, destructive at worst. And I think examples like this, I think about examples such as the narrative that it's impossible to attend college without going into student loan debt, or the narrative that buying a house is always a wise and smart decision. Or the narrative that you, you need to use a credit card. Or the narrative that groceries are going to cost your family $1,000 a month. The narrative that we need to seek out a job that has the highest possible income. The narrative that you're having a car payment is inevitable. These are narratives. And when we listen to these narratives, when we internalize them, we concede them as truth. And when we do that... We just go along with it. This is what we do. I'm not immune. I'm not immune to this. I don't fall for a lot of these cultural narratives in the financial world, but I'm sure I fall for these cultural narratives in other areas. I'm sure I've sabotaged myself because I fell into the trap. I think the first step is to recognize that they exist recognizing that these narratives are pervasive and they're they're not true. They might be half-truths, quarter-truths, but it doesn't make it the truth. And I think that's what we have to do. I think we need to question these narratives. I think we should challenge these narratives. I think we need to seek out a better way. And I think that better way is out there. So I hope... Both of these messages landed, or one of these two messages landed. Number one, the investing stuff. It's its far better than the cultural narrative will lead us to believe. And then number two, just the fact that these cultural narratives are really influencing us in negative ways. So let's stand up to them. Let's question them. Let's challenge them. Because better is out there. And when we live a different way, when we challenge these narratives, others will follow. Others will see that there is a better way, that maybe the narrative isn't true. And we can all be leaders in our own circles to lead people to a better future for them and for their family. That's all I have today. Take care, guys. 